This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the Ravens uh, 2022 draft class, for the most part, Cordell, um, has been active in this season. I mean, you know, aside from David Ajabo, who eventually we did see late and did have an impact, you know, when he was able to play, you know, um, some 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 good snaps. Um, this this majority of the guys have played um, this season in some capacity. Obviously, Tyler Beatty, uh, he was on the practice squad and um, he, uh, his contract, he terminated his contract and he ended up going to go be with the Denver Broncos um, later this season. But there's guys that, that have all played um, this season when you look at last year's draft class. So when you start looking at this class, which again was very active when you, when you look at it overall, who do you think has the potential to have a standout sophomore season for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, this is actually not the as easy as, you know, people may think it is. Um because you look at it, I mean, this Ravens draft class was actually pretty good this year. Yeah. They a lot of them contributed. Um some of them started all season. Uh you, you got your two first rounders that Kyle Hamilton, I think, finished number, and I don't, I don't ever go off of PFF because Same. it's nonsense to me. But <laughs> and, and, and for, for the sake of kudos for him, he did finish the number one safety in PFF. Now, how that is possible, but yet no Pro Bowls, no, no All Pros, no, no anything, no <laughs> defensive rookie of the year, not like nothing. But somehow PFF has him as the number one safety. Okay, whatever, or number two safety, whatever he finished in. Um, but he was good. He Kyle Hamilton finished the season very strong. Started off a little rocky, but you could definitely see the development with him as the season went on. His aggression turned up. Um, his physicality turned up. Uh, just just his awareness, just him knowing what to do and where to be on the football field got better as the year went on. Tyler Linderbaum might have been a top three center in the, in the NFL this year. Yeah. Um, I thought Isaiah likely had his moments when he was able to be out there and be the guy. Uh, David Ajabo, you know, the, is, is kind of just like we're taking the small sample size we got and trying to project what we're going to get from him down the line, but I, I still think he could be a quality player. It's just how well is he going to be able to bounce back off this Achilles is good that he'll have an off season where he doesn't have to rehab. He's actually just working on his game. 
Travis Jones, you know, Pepe Williams, who I'm actually, I, I still think highly of. I think I'm still getting an opportunity. And Jalen Armour Davis, whose season was kind of derailed from injury, uh, you know, you would imagine with the corner situation next year looking the way it is, he may have an opportunity to have some serious playing time as well. But in terms of who is going to take the biggest leap next year, it's hard for me to not say Kyle Hamilton right now just because of how he will probably – I mean, he was basically put out there to be the nickel corner this year. Um, He was the third safety on the field, and they used him as kind of like the nickel corner, but they also blitzed him off the edge, had him in coverage at times. Chuck Clark most likely won't be on this team next year. Kyle Hamilton's probably going to be asked to do more of a safety type of role if Chuck Clark isn't here, unless they decide to put Geno Stone over there or something like that. But I would imagine it's going to be Kyle Hamilton's job to lose right there and they figure out what they want to do as far as the nickel corner spot. Um, but I, I do think Kyle Hamilton is probably has the most upside out of everybody just because of the momentum he had finishing the season. Um, I, I wish I could say Isaiah likely, to be honest, because I think he's arguably the most talented of the group. I think he he really has the, you know, I, I look at Isaiah likely and I see a guy that definitely has the makeup to be a star player. Like if he was on another team and he was tight end one for them, I'd be worried about this dude. I, I think that he could really uh, make an impact for any offense that he's a part of, of given the opportunity. Now he's got things to clean up, no doubt about it. Um, but I, I, I do think it's in him to be, you know, kind of that alpha dog tight end at, at some point, but yeah, Kyle Hamilton right now for me, I like the way Mike McDonald used him this year. I think that they can still, even if Chuck Clark is gone next year, they can still move him around all over the field. I think, in fact, they'll probably be able to use him more next year the way that they wanted, you know, more of the way that they envisioned using him when they drafted him. I thought that he'd be one of the more moved around defensive players in the league. He wasn't as moved around this year, moved around quite a bit, but didn't move around as much as, you know, I necessarily thought he would. But if if given the opportunity next year, I, I could honestly see them adding more on his plate. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's already playing, you know, like a hybrid role doing linebacker and safety. So it's very possible that he could do more safety things. But I really enjoy how he's utilized now um, in terms of linebacker. So I, I, I wouldn't rule out seeing some Geno Stone if Chuck doesn't come back because he plays the hybrid so well. But I, I, I do think that um, Kyle Hamilton does nothing but trend up from there. Um, I'm going to say Travis Jones. And, and I say that because I think that there's a possibility that you will have some guys, some veteran guys on that defensive line that won't return. Um, we don't know the the, the status of, of a Calais Campbell. And so if that's the case where Calais decides to move on, whether it's retirement, whether it's, you know, go to another team, um, I really think that, you know, Travis Jones has an opportunity here to step up and be um, the guy. And I think that in the, in the, the interim um, opportunities that we've seen from him, he's shown you, you know, reasons why. I'll never forget Cordell, you and I being at training camp and um, him, you know, breaking up, uh, the you know, getting through the line and forcing Tyler Huntley out uh, to, to, 
you know, scramble out, you know, outside. Mm -hmm. And him just kind of being stride for stride yeah. with Tyler Huntley. <laughs> like, and, and until the whistle blew, too. You know what I mean? And so, to me, you know, that, that, that type of effort and a dude that big is, that says a lot to me. I really feel like this offseason, he has the opportunity to really, you know, find a way to, to, to break out, especially if he needs to. You know what I mean? I think that him being a rookie and him not having to play like every snap is helpful. And he also has some mentorship there as well from some veteran leaders. But if there's an opportunity, if there if those guys don't come back, you know, it's very possible that we'll see more of Travis Jones. And this this is a team that prides themselves on run defense. And so if he can be the plug and play guy that we've seen you know, that we've had, we've had the luxury of having over the past, you know, few seasons. I think that that's big. You know, if you don't feel like, if, if Travis Jones cannot make you feel like you miss Calais Campbell if he doesn't come back and, he, and you don't miss a step, I think that that's really, you know, important. And oftentimes I think that we, you know, we don't really look at, um, the trenches in terms of like impact, right? I know we talked about Tyler Lindenbaum and how great he was. And of course that there's an impact and, and he helped solidify that offensive line. But oftentimes I think we look at other players like a pass rusher or a cornerback or, you know, a running, a running back or tight end to say, well, these guys have the opportunity to have the biggest, um, you know, impact on, on the season. But I'm a person that truly believes um, everything starts at the line of scrimmage. And so if Travis Jones can find a way to um, really be a force to be reckoned with, I think that this defensive line could, has the potential to be very nasty. If And that's if you start seeing more of a consistency play from um, uh, uh, away in terms of pass rush. I mean, look at it. You got Ajabo, who's another guy that I think has an opportunity to have a big leap because obviously we know that he was dealing with an Achilles injury. So we really, the the I don't think that it's necessarily a leap. I just think that, you know, it'll be, a, a, oh, he's fully healthy type mm -hmm. of situation. Um, but you got Ajabo, you got Travis Jones, two guys that came out of the same draft. You know, and then you still have other guys. You still got a Michael Pierce that you I expect to come back. He, I think a lot of people forgot about him because he went out very early in the season. Um, you, you have Metabike, uh, you have those guys. So, you know, this could potentially be a very young and strong front for the Ravens. But I really believe that Travis Jones has to be um, has to really step his game up in order for them to be as dominant as I think that they can be. Totally agree. I mean, the only thing that I think would stop him uh, would be the guys in front of him. Roger Washington made a big jump this year. How much, Very true. you know, him and Matt Abike, but they do have a rotation. I would imagine Travis Jones would be able to carve out uh, a role for himself as if nothing else, the pass rushing, you know, deep defensive tackle or what the case may be, but it'll definitely be enough snaps for him to get on the field and make an impact. It's just a matter of, will he be able to do it? But, you know, I, both of us chose defensive guys. I mean, the, the defensive side of the ball, I think, is the most reliable right now <laughs> when you look at it. I mean, it's tough. We don't, we don't, they don't have an offensive coordinator yet. It's tough right, to really know exactly. what 
Isaiah Likely's role is going to be next year. I mean, Tyler Linderbaum, I think he could definitely make a big step next year. I mean, he's got to get stronger. He dealt with a lot of – I think Tyler Linderbaum had to deal with a lot of the elite nose tackles this year um, that – when you saw it, when he went up against guys that were substantially bigger than him, he struggled, especially in one-on-one situations. So it's not overly concerning because centers usually don't have to go one-on-one a lot. It's a lot of helping as a center, but he's always, you know, he always found a way to hold his own in the end. He didn't always have the game he wanted or the plays he wanted to, um, but I, I was overall pleased with what I got out of Tyler Linderbaum. But yeah, I can't, get upset with Travis Jones being the pick or Kyle Hamilton. I think both of these guys, you know, are going to be, are going to have bigger roles than they had this year, uh, next year, despite what they're asked to do. Um, I think that this defense in general is very young. They've got their core together, you know, contractually for the next few years. You know, they, they are probably a corner away from really being, continuing to be one of the elite defenses in the league, I think. I completely agree with you. And I think that, you know, having those key pieces, like you already mentioned, you said Jalen Armour Davis, you know, a guy that had some health issues, you know, and he has a potential um, place here because you'd have to assume that the, the defensive back room is going to look a little different, you know, come next year. Um, And then I'm not giving up on Pepe either. So I really do think that those are some guys that, that, really you know could get a they can get a full off season now you know because this is going to be their second year and they can find a, a place um to to really you know at least be the next nickel the next dime guy and be can re- consistently relied on so yeah I mean it, it'll be fun to see how uh, this plays out I, I really have to when you look at that draft class before we get into our our, our next um segment Cordell that draft class is actually pretty good Oh, overall, when you look at the guys that they had, the only one, again, that I mentioned earlier that's no longer here is Beatty, and that's just because he terminated his contract and found a better opportunity somewhere else. It's very hard to get in here as a running back because the Ravens have, you know, they they value their running backs. But ultimately, I mean, every guy that they drafted played a role in some form or fashion um, this season, whether it be short-term, long-term. I mean, they were there. So, yeah, that's – Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, you think to guys like Daniel Falele that were thought to be the projects of the of the class. Um, they were able to find their way. He was able to find his way onto the field. You know, Jalen Armour Davis, he played a little bit earlier in the season up until he got hurt. Um, Pepe Williams was in rotation with the nickel spot up until Kyle Hamilton had pretty much solidified that spot as his own. This year, but yeah, I mean, Eric DaCosta came into that draft saying he wanted all of his draft picks to make an impact. And other than Tyler Beatty, you know, everybody else did. Yeah, I mean, and Tyler Beatty was their last pick of the draft. So uh, I, I think that's, I think this draft class was definitely a success and they needed it to be a success. At least so far, it's been a success because, um, you know, Eric DaCosta has gotten a lot of heat for his draft classes, specifically his top draft choices, not always panning out. Uh, Adolfo Owe was still kind of waiting for him to look like the guy that the Ravens thought he'd be when they drafted him. Marquise Brown was traded. That's a first-round pick gone. Rashad Bateman, their last first-round pick wide receiver, has been hurt his first two years of his career. So 
I mean, the questions have been valid, um, but I think that I think that this draft class did a pretty good job in making their GM look good. Absolutely. 